time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Glad you're with us today on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. You've heard of the Ten Commandments. Well, on today's show, we're going to have five financial commandments for you to ingrain into your mind and to follow. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. You can find Glenn online at Roadmap Financial. Com. Glenn, we're going to write some uh, five financial commandments into stone tablets on today's show. How does that sound? Wow, Walter, <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds all right. Let's, let's get to it. These are the uh, commandments that really should be written in stone in your financial plan, and uh, we'll explain why these are such important tenants to your financial life as we go through the program. So let's get it started, Glenn, with this one. And of course, we'll begin all of these commandments with thou shalt. And in fact, thou shalt not for all of these. Uh, Thou shalt not compare your investments to the stock market without the proper context. That uh, tail end qualifier is a very important part of that commandment. Well, no doubt about it, Walter, right? I mean, you have to ask yourself the question, you know, what are you trying to accomplish and where where are you positioned in life and, you know, and, and what... Are you looking for, you know, a hedge against risk? Are you looking for a you know, maximum rate of return? You know, obviously, a lot of that has to do with where you are in life. How old are you? You know, are you in the in your accumulation years? Are you early in your accumulation years? Or are you are you transitioning to the preservation and distribution part of life? You know, and so, you know, when you look at what the markets have, you know, the markets are doing and what the markets have done, you have to have the context of, a lot of times folks will look and say, oh, well, you know, I see that the market's up by this percentage or whatever. And, you know, and there's situations and times where they're, maybe their account is not up as much, or maybe there's situations where maybe they're up a little bit more, right? And so it's, you know, it, you, know you have to kind of look at it and say, okay, well, where am I? Do I have a plan in place that's going to, that by, by the nature of the planning is going to be more conservative and not have as much upside potential because I'm trying to protect myself from seeing, you know, significant downside risk. Well, if you're in that situation, then you've probably gone through a process of of retirement planning and maybe you're already in retirement or you're within just a little bit, a few years of, of retiring and you're looking for more, you know, the protection of the downside is in your particular situation is is far more important than than what that upside potential might be. And if you missed out on some of that upside, you also realize that it's possible that that market runs way up and then it corrects and comes way back down and that you don't want to be chasing after that per se. You want to make, make sure that, that it's going to be there for you. And again, if your plan is set up such that you're not going to be, you're not going to be chasing after that and you're looking for making sure that the, your money's going to be there, then you can't really get yourself all, you know, all, all disturbed and, and, you know, and emotional about the situation that, hey, my, you know, the market did this and my account did that. It's that might be okay because that might be the, the your plan, really, so to speak. It's like you, it's it's next to impossible to to get all of the upside of the market and none of the downside risk. In fact, that is by definition impossible. It's like if you you know you, you're going to have to you know kind of weigh that out and have a plan in place that's going to to take everything with a grain of salt, but then give you give you the 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 planning and the positioning of your assets in such a way that they're going to be there for you you know and and to serve you to be able to have your life and your lifestyle rather than just looking at how your account performed. You with me, Walter? 
All good points, Glenn. Yep, absolutely. So proper context, important for any investment, but especially when you're comparing it to the stock market and uh, you got to understand all the different moving parts. And uh, the second commandment kind of builds off of that mentality and that idea, I would say, uh, the second financial commandment, that is. Uh, Thou shalt not give up before giving your strategy enough time to play out. How many times do you have you had somebody go to implement a strategy, Glenn, and then they, they, they bail quickly or want to bail quickly just because maybe those emotions get in the way or whatever the case may be, they forget that maybe the, the, this is a long-term plan or a short-term plan or whatever the case. We forget the goal of the plan sometimes. Sure. No, that, that comes into play sometimes, Walter. And, and I know it's, it's very important that you, you, know, you realize it's like, okay, you're looking at what do you want your money to do? What do you want your accounts to do? And you have to always be within that context for sure. But, you know, it's just like, you know, and, and you realize that there's going to be ups and downs and there's going to be times when you're going, boy, I'm glad I had that plan in place. And there's going to be times where it's just like it might seem like, well, gosh, if I would have done something different, I might have had a little bit more here or a little bit more there or something like that. And it's like it might be it's like, oh, man, I should have done that. Well, you know, you got to realize that there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs and there's going to be times when it's like you're you're going to say, you know, you're going to maybe second guess yourself a little bit or maybe second guess the plan. But you also have to realize that if you spent some time putting it together and you and you looked at all the pros and the cons of everything, you're going to realize that there is there are going to be times where you might have those feelings like, oh, man, I missed that on this. But there's going to be other times where it's like, Phew, boy, I'm glad I was out of the way of that thing because that could have really hurt me a lot. And so you've just got to you've got to give it time to, you know, to see all everything play out. And the idea is, is that you have that plan in place that that, that makes it such that you're going to be OK no matter what happens. Yep. Time is important and uh, goes right in hand with that context element as well. All right. Let's talk about folks who are, uh, you know, getting later into their working years. This one is a particularly important financial commandment to follow. Thou shalt not chase big returns too late in life. Right. Well, it's a little bit like what we were talking about before in terms of measuring yourself against the stock market, right? I mean, the the idea is is that you know you you might be chasing returns, you know, like if you're in your you know twenties, thirties, maybe even forties, possibly even in the early fifties. It depends, right? But as you get closer and closer to retirement, and then you know, and move, moving into retirement, if the money that's in your accounts is going to be used for income and needs to, and and is going to be coming out of the account. Whether it be, you know, as, as like an ongoing, you know, you, you're definitely using it as because you, you know, you, you need to and want to, you know, to make it be, you know, part of your income plan. Or even if it's just something where it's like, oh, gosh, I've got this money saved and the government's forcing me to take these required minimum distributions, well, you know, and, and so I'll, I'll have to take those out, you know, at that point in time. Well, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, what ifs and changes and different things that are in there where different people are going to be in different situations. But by and large, the idea is, is that if money's coming out of there, at least for the portion that you have that you're that you're drawing from, you shouldn't be chasing after big returns if you realize that the money's going to have to be coming out of there and you're going to be needing to rely on it. I like to tell folks, it's like, you know, the idea is, is that you don't, you don't go to Vegas with the grocery money, right? I mean, you, you know, you go there, you go there with money that you can afford to lose, right? And so when you, when you're thinking about, you know, where you are in, in life, and if you, if you're in a place where you're, where you're in retirement, or you're getting ready to retire, and you're going to start drawing that money out for income, then you, you know, you, you got to be, you got to be thinking along those lines, and, and too much risk is, 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 you know, it may pay off a little bit at some point on the other side of that coin, 
you take that chance and so suddenly all the you know your your account value is way down and you're still having to take those withdrawals suddenly now now you're in a situation where your your money is 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 a danger of, of you know, maybe not lasting for your whole life and not and not being able to do the things that you wanted to do so you got to really you know, take that into account and not really be chasing after and thinking more in terms of what do I want my money to do and how much income can I produce and is this going to is this a plan that's going to be there that I know that I'm going to be okay regardless as to what happens rather than looking at a particular you know period of time whether it's a year or two years or five years or maybe even six months of of how, how did your account you know do in in, re, in relation to the overall market or against your friend's account or or something like that that's not really the the right measuring stick so to speak yes you with me? so important i think it's a great point glenn to make about chasing those returns too late in life that's why we've got to write that into stone tablets so many people have gotten in big trouble trying to do that in the past just not the way to go uh this is a really good one as well glenn i mean they're all commandments so they're all good but uh, number four on the list uh thou shalt not ignore costs and fees now this is important it doesn't say thou shalt not pay costs and fees sure. um we have to be realistic but don't ignore them well how do you take that Right. Well, I mean, it's important to know, Walter. It's like, you know, it's like anything else. I mean, you're going to, you know, no matter what you do, you're going to have some costs and fees. And the question is, is, you know, how much are they and are you getting value for them? Right. You know, any kind of a fee is expensive in the absence of value. But if you're getting value for what you're paying for, you know, it may well be worth it. Right. You know, then you have to ask yourself the question, you know, are, you know, are the fees that you're paying, are they, are they getting you, you know, the, the, the planning that you need, you know, as, as part of that, you know, whether it be, whether it be, you know, the, how, how are you positioning your money in, in different types of financial products or investments, you know, as in terms of, you know, the overall tax situation, are you getting some tax planning for, you know, for some of the fees that you're paying, you know, what is it that you're getting and what, what is the overall proposition that is there versus just, you know, you can't, you, you can't look at them just simply in a vacuum and say, well, if I, if I go here, I'm going to pay this. And if I go there, I'm going to pay that. And I'm going to always go for the lesser expensive one. You know, I mean, that might be the right answer, but it also might not be the right answer. It just, you know, it's just like, you know, I, you make the analogy, if you, you know, if you go out to eat, right? I mean, if you go to Ruth Chris, you know, that's one thing. If you go to a fast food restaurant, that's a whole nother scenario. Well, it's like, you know, you can't just say, well, they're, they're both food. And so they should cost the same thing, right? I mean, one is significantly better than the other. And so you have to kind of look at everything in that regard. And that, and that includes, you know, the, any fees or, or expenses that are, that you're paying for the advice that you're getting, because, you know, it's really important that, that you know, that, that, that what you're paying is, is creating value for you. And if you're not sure of that, then maybe, maybe, you know, need to take a look at it. But the other side of the coin is, is that you know, just because you're paying something doesn't mean that's a bad thing. You with me? I'm with you, Glenn. Yep. That's a good one. Uh, do not ignore costs and fees. Another great commandment. Last one, Glenn. Let's slide this one in here. Thou shalt not overlook the importance of rebalancing and diversifying. Uh, it sounds to me like this is a good one to just make sure it's on your radar and that it's something you're considering and implementing even though the actual definitions of those things can be a bit subjective. Well, they can be, Walter. And, and yes, it's important that, you know, that you're looking at the, balance, the rebalancing and diversification. Now, that goes into more than just what most people might think of. It's like you know, when, you, when, when most people hear that, 
you know, and I'll, I'll ha- we'll start having those conversations either, you know, maybe in a workshop or in a, in a, in a phone conversation or a meeting, you know, that, you know, that, you know, we have in the office and we start talking about, well, what does that specifically mean? Most people think in terms of, well, that means it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to rebalance this part of my portfolio back into, you know, this other asset class. And, and I'm going to diversify by not putting, you know, too much money in stocks or too much money in bonds or too much in this sector of the economy or that sector of the economy. And those, th- those are important things to, you know, to know and to rebalance and diversify with. But it's also important to understand that diversifying goes beyond that and rebalancing goes beyond that as well. You mean there, there may be the, uh, the idea of rebalancing your, your, your accounts in terms of how are they going to be treated in the tax code? If you're really heavy on, you know, on pre-tax dollars or, or um, tax deferred dollars, and that means that in the future that you as you start drawing that money out, if tax rates go, you know, start to rise then you're going to have to pay more out in taxes, then that means that you're going to be in a situation where you're, you're, you have less in the account that's yours and more in the account that's theirs. You know, that there, there may be an opportunity to do some rebalancing and diversification in that regard, i.e. through you know, moving money towards you know, Roth conversions or other ways of converting money to more tax you know, preferred methods of, of being able to have a, have a distribution strategy or a withdrawal strategy that preserves more money for you and the people you care about, right? And also in terms of protecting yourself and diversifying in terms of your, your time horizon, right? You, if you're in retirement, you know that you're going to have to you know, take money out you know, throughout time. But there's maybe the, the possibility of having some money that's out there. Maybe, maybe you're not going to touch this account that you set aside over there for maybe 10 years or more. Well, that can be allocated in a particular way you know, the, and maybe have a little bit more risk tied to it. Whereas the money that you need in the, over the next few years, probably not so much. You, you're going to need to make sure that that money is there and, and is predictable and then shouldn't have a lot of volatility tied to it because if it does, and the, the value of the account that, that, that you're drawing from drops significantly and you keep drawing out at the same rate, then that money's not going to last as long. And so that's a different type of rebalancing as well in terms of time frames and your time horizons versus just thinking about the asset class you might be in. Glenn, these are great points. I'm glad that you took us through these things today. And those are your five financial commandments to follow and put in stone tablets in your retirement plan. Really important to think about all of these and make sure that you're implementing these things. And not all of them are like to-do items, like you've actually got to pull the trigger on something. Some of these are just mentality things, like that last one. Just don't overlook the importance of certain things. I think that's a really important element to this, that there's no just one-size-fits-all plan, uh, but there are things to keep your eye on and to make sure you're not ignoring. That's what's so important about financial and retirement planning. And Glenn is there to help you with uh, every step of the way, help remind you of these things, help to even keep track of them for you um, through you know annual or semi-annual type reviews with you after you put your initial plans together, keeping in touch with you, checking in on the plan from time to time. It's kind of a you know living, breathing, moving document, if you will, and uh, Glenn helps you with all of those things. I guess that's a little double speak, though, Glenn, to say we're writing these things in stone tablets, yet they're also kind of flexible <laughs> plans at the same time. The plan is flexible. The, the rules and the ideas and the mentality behind it is set solid and uh, in, in pretty, pretty much in stone, right? That's the idea. Well, yeah. I mean, you're always going to have certain you're going to have certain absolutes, Walter, that, that you that you want to really adhere to. Right. But, you know, you also realize that there's going to be, you know, there's going to be changes in the economy and changes in the marketplace and there's going to be changes in life. 
I mean, life is, you know, there's one thing for sure is, is that, you know, the change is constant, right? And there's always going to be things that happen or, or come up and it might, it might be in your personal life or, you know, or, or people in your family or the ones that you care about. And that, you know, you might have to have, you know, the ability to, you know, to draw more from here or there, you know, and, and that should be part of the plan as well, right? You, should, you know, you have those emergency funds and you have those, you know, those back, you know, backup plans and enough flexibility within the plan to be able to, you know, to handle and deal with, you know, the unexpected. Because, you know, you, you really should expect the unexpected. You just don't know what the unexpected might be, but, you, but you're expecting that something's going to happen and that should be part of your overall planning. And that's really that's really one of the keys to making sure that, that your plan is built to last, that there's enough flexibility there, but it's also structured enough that it's it's not going to just blow away if, if things if things go go awry in the, in the economies or in the markets. That's a great point, Glenn. All of these solid things to think about and consider once again, and uh, you put it in, in good context for us. So if you want some help with your financial plan, making sure that you're following the financial commandments, reach out. It's easy to do so at 336-291-3535, 336-291-3535. And you can also go online to roadmapfinancial.com and click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page to schedule a visit or a talk with Glenn from your smartphone or computer. Again, all you have to do is go to roadmapfinancial.com or call 336-291-3535. Glenn, appreciate the help this week, and we'll look forward to another good show a week from now. Fantastic, Walter. Look forward to it. Sounds great. That's Glenn Mosseller. I'm Walter Storhol. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you next time on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. 